0: Welcome to the audio ministry of Nanda Flora Williams. She is a speaker, author, psalmist, and coach. As you listen, be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Nanda Williams here for Treasures for Living Ministries. I wanted to share with you about a love that lasts forever. And as we go through this series and we begin to explore this topic about love, Valentine's Day has just gone past and everyone celebrated it. A few people have been depressed because maybe they've had a breakup shortly before Valentine. Some other people have been depressed because, you know, their marriage is falling apart. Or some other people just, that day is a day of sadness because it brings back memories of missed opportunities, of broken commitments, broken covenants, broken relationships. So it'll, it's a difficult day, even though it's a day w- where you get people celebrating love, there are also other people who don't want to remember it. So we just want to explore and talk about this love that lasts forever and the love that never fails, the love that's always there for you. Um, so I want to just start by telling you a story um, from the Bible the in the bible we find a man called abraham and god had promised him his son god promised him this son and god told him he was going to have a son abraham was you know very old very very old you know but a hundred years and his wife sarah was also very old i mean she was beyond menopause she was over she was like at the age where you could have call her a grandmother or a great grandmother and so abraham hears this promise and to him it is impossible but he gets to a point where he is impatient and you know many times when we become impatient for the things that we know are in our future or we know are a part of our lives we usually make some dreadful mistakes so abraham's wife gets this ingenious idea and she decides to give abraham her maid they say uh, the bible scholars say that um, it was not uncommon during that time to give your husband a maid so Abraham obviously has um, relations or intercourse with this maid and she gives birth to a son and she calls the son and they call the son Ishmael so this maid Hagar now gets full of herself and she starts to despise her mistress forgetting that she's the one who made room for her you know in, that, in those circumstances and Uh, Hagar grows lofty and begins to misbehave. And, you know, then uh, Sarah says she's going to discipline her. She puts her out, you know, she tells Abraham to put her away. Anyway, Abraham is struggling. He doesn't want to do it because obviously that's his son. Um, But God tells him to do it. So Abraham obeys God and sends the maid and his son away away from his household away from from you know where they were living you know they lived like nomads you know and he sends them away so they go away Hagar, and um, by now all her pride has left her she's going she's carrying his baby she's walking into the wilderness and their little jug of what the, the, the water they had expires Hagar is, is worried so like a typical mom you know we usually don't like to see our su- our children suffer she takes the baby and she lays the baby far away from her and she goes to another side and you know away from the baby because she knows that she doesn't have water and the baby's crying and is thirsty and she doesn't want to see the baby die so she goes away and she stays away from the camp and the baby's there crying and crying and crying i've titled this message the wounding and the reason why i've titled it the wounding is because In order for you to walk in love, experience love, accept love, grow in love, be yourself. You have to be secure in the love of God. It is only God, only God, only Lord. And when I say God, I'm calling him Jehovah. I'm calling him Jesus. I'm calling him El Shaddai. I'm calling him Yahweh. He is the one and only true God. And we are to have no other gods before him or beside him. So if you're worshiping anything or anyone else beyond this true god that is not god that is not god they are gods with a small g the god that i know is the only god that will love you in a way that he will never fail you and the reason why i'm saying i'm not just saying that because i read it or my parents go to church i'm saying that because that has been my own experience my own experience So, I've titled this message, The Wounding, and the reason why I've titled it is because I want, I think it's a message that even though it's Valentine's Day, it needs to go out to a lot of parents. Parents, you have to understand that there is a way that you can wound your child, that it will take, it will take a long time, a long season, a long period, or it will have to take God to deal with the wound in their heart and any personal human being whose heart is not healed whose heart has not experienced the love of God whose heart has not been engulfed by the by God's love God's unfailing love God's love God's fullness that person does not have the ability capacity or strength within themselves to love somebody else god commands us to love him with all our heart with all our soul with all our might with all our strength then he commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves now you those of you who are married you i'm sure you you would say this you know when you sometimes when you look at your spouse they do things for themselves but they don't exactly do the same things for you um they they you see they And i'm sorry men apologies here but men really do love themselves i've not met a man i remember my dad you know i bless him and he was an amazing dad but i i am not i don't mean this to disrespect him but i think he was he was he in the area of being a husband he was a terrible husband now my dad would buy lovely creams for himself he had a shampoo set he had you know my dad took care of himself when he was tired he went he rested he loved on himself he was a soldier but he knew how to take care of himself um and i didn't really see there were times i saw him love my mom like that but there were also other times that he didn't love my mom like that he didn't he loved himself he loved himself so much and he You know, and he stuck to his guns and stuck to, he made himself a priority. Now, my parents were married. My mom, on the other hand, gave everything, gave her life, gave her, and loved my dad and loved him and loved him. You know, so um, I'm not trying to, you know, paint my parents black or say that one parent is better than the other. But, you know, when we're talking about a love that never, ever fails, the only person who can love you like that is God. Now God commands us to love ourselves, and um, you know it's so tr- it's so interesting. I heard Kenneth Hagin say that you know he would fried egg for him and his wife and he'll give his wife the bigger of the egg because the bible says that love never fails and the bible and you know when we make a covenant with somebody when we cut a covenant in marriage we're telling that person in essence and we're saying i will love you i will love you i will love you the way i love myself i will I i'll put myself in danger so that you can live. we're making a covenant we're cutting something and we're saying that we will be there so when it comes to the wounding why am i talking about this and i'll trace this all back the wounding the wounding the wounding you know when god has loved you you have the ability and the capacity to love your children to love them well and i'm not saying this because i've been a perfect parent no in fact the first few years of raising my kids i was an utterly rubbish parent but i know that all through i have sacrificed and i've laid down my life for my children despite what they sometimes come and tell me and the shenanigans that they get up to which can be so annoying but there are also times that as a parent i have failed them and i feel them so so ishmael who is laid in the wilderness he doesn't have water his mom has left him his dad has sent him into the wilderness even though it was his mom's fault the high horse woman you know yeah it was her fault he's now in the wilderness he begins to cry He cries. The Bible says he cries. He cries and he cries and he's crying in the wilderness. His heart is breaking. There are children crying out for their parents, crying out for the love of their parents, crying out for the love of their dad, their mom. They are crying. Crying, they're there. There are boys in the city of London. There are boys across the United Kingdom. They are crying out for men who will stop and mentor them. Men who will not be engrossed in themselves. Men who will give the time of the day, their patience, their strength, their love, their wisdom back. They will turn around and they will give that to a young man, even if they didn't have it. They will unselfishly lay down their lives. They are children. There are men. There are boys. There are teenagers. There are children in this nation, United Kingdom. Crying up because of the wounds that have been inflicted on on them. Are we going to rise up and turn around and raise the next generation? Or are we going to be engrossed in ourselves? So Ishmael is there crying, crying. And you know, God being God, he hears the voice of the boy crying in the wilderness. And he sends an an angel to Hagar. He sends Hagar a message and he tells Hagar, he said, he he tells Hagar to return to her mistress, to go to her mistress and to be submitted to her mistress. He tells Hagar, go and submit yourself. And he he tells Hagar, you know, he consoles Hagar, gives her a blessing, makes her promise. God is so good, he he can hear the cries of the young people in this nation. We we know we are praying for revival, we are praying so much for revival, but revival will not come to us until we do what is in Malachi 4, until the, the, the hearts of the fathers are turned to their children and the hearts of the children are turned to the fathers. The Bible says that without this, God will smite the land and there will be a curse and there will be destruction. That is why there are people stabbing people across the board. That is why young people are killing young people. You go into the park, you stab somebody 40 times, thirty times. Why? Those children have not experienced love. There is a wounding. There is a wounding. There is a wounding in this generation. And we need to hold ourselves responsible as parents. And turn around and begin to ask God to heal us of our own wounds, of our own pains. But don't wait until you're perfect. In even with all your shortcomings, reach out to the next generation. Turn around and love your children. Men are too obsessed with where they're going, what they have to do, their plans, their goals, their dreams. They make no time for their families. They rest when the family is not resting. They they are doing. They are married, but they are single. They're married, they're in a the house with a wife, with kids, but they're single. They're living a single life. I love the, the theme of Beyonce's song. That if you like it, put a ring on it. Well, I don't know if she's talking about sex. But the, but the what I get from that is that you must be responsible for the blessings that you have. Responsible we think that all that we need to do is be okay when you are okay but your house is in shambles god is not glorified god is not and your children are crying out because there's a wound there's a space there's something within them there that's not being healed make the time stop stop stopping your tracks the same way jesus almighty stopped for blind Bartimaeus, stopped for the woman you know with the issue of blood stop for gyros you know send somebody to the house of Cornelius God always stops for the wounded the afflicted the hurting and the broken why is it that we think we're so busy with our to-do list that we cannot stop for our children we'll give our time to the job we'll give our time a community projects will give our time to other people other people will call you on the phone you get up you run off you go and help them but when your child asks you for that same help you ask them 66 questions they have to jump through loops they have to climb over bridges they have to crawl on their knees so that you can pay them attention they're wounded because they see that there's a disparity in your love but Even though we all have these wounds, how can it be sorted? How can it be sorted? The same God in Psalm 147 and verse three in the Bible, this is what he says. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrows. I don't know if you're here today, you've been wounded by parent by friend by loved one and because of that you cannot experience the love that never fails. you know two days ago in worship when my brother died something happened and i did not realize i shut my heart away i was so hurt i was so hurt and two days ago you know how god is he just came to me in worship and it, he broke me in that place the hurt the pain from that incident i could not phantom that somebody would do that When my brother died, I couldn't fathom it. That was not the day, that was not the time, and that was not the place. But in worship, God broke my heart. But he didn't break my heart. He broke the stone, the hardened part of my heart, so that I could be free to walk and to flow in his love. I wept like a baby, and healing came to me. Psalm 147 verse 3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. So I'll pray if that's okay. Father, I pray for this person who is listening to this message. I pray for this person in the name of Jesus, that they will yield themselves in worship, that they will bow down before you and cry out for a healing in their emotions, cry out for a healing in their soul, cry out that, Lord, you will heal their pain pain you will heal their sorrow you will bind up the wounds in their heart father i pray for this person that you will experience your hand i break off the shackles of the enemy i break off the powers of hell i pray for you that you'll be healed of every trauma that i be healed of every affliction that i be healed of everything that has broken your heart i pray that every dysfunction in your life will be aligned to the will of god and that you will come out victorious and you will turn around And love somebody with the love that never fails. So, thank you for listening. This is Nandie Williams for Treasures for Living Ministries. We have our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. Like this, share it, subscribe, join our community on Facebook. We love you. Thank you for supporting us and for always encouraging us. Please like this, share it, and subscribe it if it has been a blessing to you. And I know it has. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that you've been blessed, encouraged, and transformed to go out and make a difference.